I love all the WrestleManias. Welcome to another episode of All the WrestleMania is the Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tim Hackman. And I'm Rich Sigwald. We're always delighted to be in the studio with you. Thank you for very much for joining us. We uh, definitely appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed our most recent episodes. Rich did a, a nice little solo episode on classical music and pro wrestling. Uh, got high remarks uh, from some from friends of ours who are into classical music as well. They like that one. Uh, and then when the last one we did was our review of WrestleMania 29, the second of the once-in-a-lifetime matches between The Rock and John Cena. <laughs> um, a little, uh, I don't know, a little deceptive advertising there, I think. Um, so we hope you hope you enjoyed those, and uh, and thanks, as always, for joining us. We're uh, all the WrestleManias uh, at gmail.com. If you'd ever like to drop us uh, a note and say, hey, all the WrestleManias.com, all your favorite podcast apps, of course, and at, what are we what are we these days, at WrestleManiaPod on uh, the X, uh, for as long as that lasts, um, Facebook and Insta. So we, um, we're continuing our uh, really fun series of, of talking to some folks from the Virginia Championship Wrestling uh, promotion right, based right here in Norfolk, Virginia. We've um, had a, a good time talking to uh, people like Mr. Excellence, Brandon Scott, and of course their director of operations, Jerry Stefanitas, boo, uh, the Golden Pinky Society, their former world tag team champions, uh, and we also, who else we talked to? The Boar, of course. Boar, their- Boar. Boar, boar, <laughs> they're world heavyweight champions. Uh, what a what a guy, what a guy that what a boar that what a guy that boar is. Um, but we're uh, we're we're excited. We got an, another good one for you today. We're here to talk to uh, one half of the reigning Virginia Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions NRG uh, with loud. Jonathan the Reason Elliot. So welcome to the show, Jonathan. Thanks, gentlemen. You guys got the best one you could get on today. All those <laughs> other guys were subpar until now. Even the boss, even Jerry. Mm. You know, Jerry slips sometimes, but I'm sure he was okay. Yeah, he was all right. We we didn't find him to be um, very forthcoming in his answers to our questions. You know, his... Jerry is the talker, so I'm sure yeah. he was entertaining. He's slippery like an eel, <laughs> <laughs> like an eel covered in olive oil, Greased coated up. in Teflon. Um, no arguments here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, well, so one of the one of the reasons, of course, that we wanted to talk to you is you got a big uh, show coming up, a VCW show on uh, this Saturday, October seventh, at the Norfolk Masonic Temple on Granby Street. It's the Nightmare on Granby Street. It's appropriately themed for uh, for the spooky month. You got bell time at seven thirty. Tickets and info at vcwprowrestling.com, of course. Um, and you and uh, and your NRG partner Logan Easton Leroux are scheduled to face a friend of the friend of the show i gotta say uh mr excellence brandon scott um what's uh hey, what's going on uh, i mean hey man business is business jerry was really out of it last show he just afterwards i had an earful he called me he, he cussed me out you know he cussed logan out but at the same time we got the job done uh brandon scott did so you know jerry wants to teach him a lesson yeah i guess that's fair wait i mean uh uh, Jerry did get his uh, birthday ruined uh, last month and uh, up in Hampton, yeah, huh? Yeah, the pinkies don't know when to stay down. That's all I have to say <laughs> about that. Like they've they we've done everything to those guys we can, and they keep coming back. 
and someone's just going to have to knock some more sense into them at some point. I don't know. Their plan seemed to have worked. It's got you guys infighting now. Like, you're tearing each other apart. I don't know about infight, and I'll be completely honest with you. I was uh, Jerry Stephanie's first uh, managed wrestler, so I was the original. I was the architect. I was what made him good at what he does. So Brandon Scott kind of just came behind and tagged along. So I've never really had a lot of love for Brandon Scott, to be honest with you. And it's all been business, and he's been good for business, but... You know, he steps out of line. We'll handle it. Yeah, I don't know. That was a that was a fun surprise uh, up at Hampton High School when the Golden Pinky Society banned from the building. And uh, sure enough, you know how these things go. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a real heartbreaker to see Jerry's birthday get ruined like after he obviously <laughs> put so. I'm much... sure you guys thought that. I'm sure you guys thought it was a real shame. I'm sure you didn't laugh and enjoy it and jump around. But I will tell you this: we have bullied the Pinkies for a year. They get one over on us at one show. I mean, odds are still in our favor. So you openly admit that you bully them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I do not like the pinkies. This is the thing, man. Me and Logan come from a cloth where we went against some of the best tag teams in the world. I'm talking about names like Hollow Wicked and Frightmare. I'm talking about, you know, uh, Blaster McMassive and, you know, uh, just these big names from up north. And we got our heads thrown against the wall we wrestled them in canada we wrestled the uh mustache mountain those guys trent seven you know the guys that are on tv now we got our heads bashed against the wall we got we got we went through some stuff and we earned our respect we wrestled from north carolina to canada to indiana to st louis we went all the way across the pond united kingdom wales and we earned the right to be called tag team champions world tag team champions and now you got these guys these pinkies who come in here and they run the same gimmick every match they've never been pushed they've never been tested but here you are here here they are they're our tag champions of course i had a problem with it and they didn't want to bow out so we had to show them a lesson that's all that was to it they didn't want to listen and they got handled they're going to be at this uh, next show on the seventh they're uh, they're going up against the the reality that's chance riser and patrick scott you guys see any uh, any confrontation in the in the cards there? You're gonna try to sort of stay on no, opposite sides of the locker no, room. No, Jerry's Jerry's got plans for them. Uh, they're not on our radar anymore. We took the most important thing that they had from them. We took the VCW tag team titles, and at this point, to me and Logan, they're not really on our radar. So until they work their way back up or they earn a title shot and they show they deserve to be in the ring with us. I'm not thinking about it. They were they were pretty bummed when we had them on the show last time. Honestly, it was like right after they had lost it, and uh, they were you know they were still kind of down in the dumps a little bit. That's the way these things go. But you know, I don't know. hopefully they can come back around, and uh, I'd like to see a rematch one of these days. Hopefully they retire. That's my thought. Like we gave, we <laughs> warned them. We I warned them for a year and a half. How long were they champions? They were they were champions for a year. That is an impressive, impressive streak to have. They. I threw I threw everything I had at him. I threw the Bateri at him. I threw King's Glaive at him. I brought in favors. I brought in friends. And they held, they held on to those things. I brought in the Black Wall Street. This is the thing. I give those guys all the credit in the world. They're good guys. They're nice guys. They just don't have what it takes to be the, tag, the, the top tag team in BCW. And that's all there is to it. I don't know. Benjamin has been working really hard to get him in, get himself in shape and, and working out. And 
you know, eating right and saying his prayers and taking his vitamins. He's, I mean, I think he's coming for you, brother. Like what? I don't know, man. He's been doing that for five years and I don't really see any improvement. So that's just my thing. Ouch. Ouch. So not a fan of the, uh, of cosplay circuit. You're not out there, uh, hanging out at the, at the anime shows. I like anime. I like comics. I'm all into that stuff. But when you're a pro wrestler and pro wrestling takes a back seat to that, then I have an issue. So, um, you know, so Brandon, Brandon Scott's a pretty, uh, pretty tough customer. He's, uh, got a lot of technical skills. He's got a lot of just, just general toughness, I would say, um, even so, even in a kind of unfair situation, um, you know, I wouldn't expect him to go down all that easy. So, what's your uh, you got you and Logan have a plan for for handling him this this weekend? No plan, just tag team excellence. Look, you're looking at Logan Easton Larue, former Virginia heavyweight champion. You're looking at the Reason, former U.S. Liberty champion, and we've been champions, tag team champions in multiple other organizations, not just BCW. So, this is the thing. I've wrestled Brandon Scott all over the place i know what he's capable of i know what he is brandon scott is one of the top wrestlers in the country i will give him that but at the same time you're wrestling two very good wrestlers at one time and i don't care where you are anywhere you want to take two on one it's not going to end well for you yeah well i guess we'll see what happens it's uh i I don't know i'm not counting him out I'm, i'm i'm interested to see how it goes um so we could back up just uh just a little bit so you guys uh, you and you and Logan took the belts from um, from the Golden Pinky guys at the Liberty Lottery back in July here in Norfolk, um, and uh, in what some people would maybe describe as a slightly underhanded way. Um, so when I hit- don't know if it was underhanded, I, Jerry was injured. I was I was fully intended to go in there with Jerry and show these guys what's up. And Jerry called me the night before and said, I can't do it. I'm hurt. So I had to call in a favor. Logan had nothing going on in that show. He didn't get a rematch against the Boar, which he still deserves. He never got his rematch, and he was he was up for the challenge. Well, that's very fortuitous, I guess. It just it worked out. Just lined up. Mm-hmm. So Jerry was uh, hurt. How? Yeah, he what, sprained what his ankle, tore his wrist, fell off, had some equilibrium issues. I don't know. He just told me he couldn't go, and at least he was honest about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mr. Trained by Luthez himself, Mr. <laughs> tough, Mr. Shooter. He spent an hour on our show talking about how tough and how no matter what, he's got to get out there. Then calls you up crying, oh, my wrist is sore. And he, he, and, and he just can't go. I mean... I think that's why uh, his 40th birthday party went a little rough for him. 40 is hard, and it hits you hard. Yeah. Well, all I can say about that is my position has been to back up the director, Jerry Stephanesis. I've been the person that's had his back since BCW came back from the pandemic. And unfortunately, I was focused on other things, like defending my BCW Tag Team Championship against the BCW Heavyweight Champion and a strong contender in Erica Lee. So I couldn't really... If I if we weren't doing that, the Pinkies would have had no chance. We would have embarrassed them once again, like we've done every other time they've come up in front of us. Mm-hmm. So it just worked out that way. They got lucky. That's all it is. Everybody gets one. Well, so VCW's got a, a banner a couple of months here. Um, so we've got the the uh, Nightmare on Granby coming up on October 7th. That's this weekend. And then in November, November 11th, you guys are doing a show up in Alexandria, Virginia. My old uh, 
my old stomping grounds and Rich is up in that area now. Um, that's a that's a that's a pretty exciting thing. It's at the Leonard Chick Armstrong Rec, Rec Center, Saturday, November eleventh. Uh, it's their debut in Alexandria again. VCW Pro Wrestling for your tickets and info. So there's two big guest stars on that card. You got Nyla Rose, of course, who's a former AEW Women's World Champion and a DC native, and then another DC uh, Virginia native, Wheeler Yuta who, again, of course, is a, a big-time AEW star, member of the Blackpool Combat Club with Moxley and some other guys. Um, and that show, you guys will be... Um, you guys, you and Logan are facing off against... Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Logan's facing off against Wheeler Yuta, right, at that one? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Northern Virginia show, and I'll pull the curtain back a little bit one for this one, but the Northern Virginia show is very important to me because... Um, that's my home base like i was i'm an army brat and i'm also a combat veteran and that's where my parents eventually settled down and that's where i've lived the longest so i've made a lot of friends learned a lot of things as an adult and even when i was in the army it was always what i considered home when i came back to uh coming up in wrestling in virginia it's been you know you guys have been fans it's been virginia doesn't really have an identity when it comes to wrestling it's been very light it's been very and what they offered as far as independent pro wrestling. There's always been VCW, and I think there's always been like an NWA Virginia, but everything was kind of, you know, spread out. Nothing really consistent. Um, I trained at a company up there called Kaida Pro Wrestling when I came out of the National Guard, um, and I decided, hey, I'm going to try a spin on this thing, and it wasn't really the best place to start off, and didn't really learn what I need to learn to be successful at that time, but we can get in that later. But as far as the show goes, that area had a small portion of where there was this indie company that came in and excited the fans. Um, I won't name them, but it was a pretty deep company in Northern Virginia, and they had a pretty big following. And a lot of good things happened within, I think, that short five-time period there, there that showed that Virginia could be a home base for Virginia pro wrestling fans and things they want to see. And they haven't had that for a while. So it's just, it means a lot to be able to take Virginia championship wrestling, which I would like to represent the whole state of Virginia and what elite pro wrestling is back to an area that I consider home and kind of show out and be successful. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's very cool. I'm uh, yeah. kind of jealous, you know, Rich is, Rich has, uh, now has has other options up there to uh, go see local uh, indie wrestling. Um, of course, MCW Maryland Championship Wrestling is is very yep. well respected and and pretty big. Oh, of course, but that kind of tr- goes more over towards the you know the Baltimore side Baltimore, of uh, yep. of the state. And but you know there's it's the DMV right? It's DC, Maryland, and Virginia. So there's there's a whole fan base there. And of course, DC itself is is. Uh, you know, very diverse place, very um, just folks from all over with all kinds of interests. There's got to be some um, wrestling. Fa- I mean, all of the um, all of the WWE shows I ever went to in DC were were very well attended. Um, of course, yeah. And so people, I, there's probably quite a quite a market for it. There. Well, as far mm-hmm. as far as there is a huge market. There are a lot of people. I mean, when I was growing up there, I couldn't find any show to go to. <laughs> like, we were huge indie fans. We were huge wrestling fans. I think now there are more options. You know, you have, of course, Maryland Championship Wrestling, who I wrestled for them before. I actually wrestled Rich Swan back at one of their best of the best qualifiers a couple mm-hmm. of year, uh, years ago. And then, you know, they had some stuff out in D.C. primetime. Um, 
and they have some things, you know. Um, but the problem is, is you know, people don't want to have to cross state lines to mm-hmm. go to different shows. People don't want to have to go into D.C. to see a show. People don't want to go to Baltimore or Hagerstown for ACW to see a show. They want something that they that's theirs, that they can, that they're the locals and they can come to and share the people that they know are there for them. So that's what we kind of want to start, and this show is the beginning of it. And if we do it right, um, it'll be something that we hopefully do can consistently you got a ton of colleges in that area too that i'm sure mm-hmm. you know college kids bored on a, <laughs> on a on a holiday weekend no less you know hey, yep. Veterans they, got, Day. Yep. they got 20 bucks or something like that burning a hole in their pocket they'll hey there's wrestling going on let's do it yeah you got you got a ton of them you got you know george mason university you know you got a whole it's a whole bunch of untapped potential in that area and we want people to see the best wrestling Virginia has off. Yeah, it should be cool. I've been to a bunch of MMA shows out of George Mason out in Fairfax. Um, yeah. Get good crowds out there. A lot of combat. That's become popular soon, uh, around there lately. Yeah. yeah, combat sport enthusiasts all around the area there. <laughs> so so I have, a, I have a quick question about about that show. So are you the one that makes the phone call that gets Wheeler Yuta and uh, Nyla Rose to I appear pull, with you guys? I pull, yeah, I, I mean... I pulled a lot of favorites out of my pocket for this show because I mm-hmm. wanted it to be the best presentation for our first one up. And, I, you know, I, I hate to tell people how long I've been wrestling, <laughs> really. Like, um, it's, But over those years, I've made a lot of contacts, and I have a lot of friends that are doing well and are in certain positions. Uh, Nyla Rose was one of the trainees at Kaida Pro, and I helped, had a hand in training her. And, you know, she was a friend still is a friend and she went off to be successful and we're happy for her. And I still stay in contact with her to this day. And it was one of those things where that's her hometown. Like I know on TV, they, they bill her from Washington DC, but as you guys know, it's hard to tell people I'm from Mountain County, Virginia, or I'm from Fairfax, Virginia. So, you know, it's nice to be able to, for her, after the success she's attained to be able to come home and have the people that she's close to come and see what she does. Um, as far as Willard Yuta goes, uh, Willard Yuta, um, when we were in Shikara, he was training and we've had quite a few matches where, you know, he got in the ring with us and, you know, he, he was happy for what we gave him and we were happy for working with him and him and Logan have built a, um, a relationship, uh, cause you know, Yuta lived in that area for a while after he got signed. Um, so it was just, it just came together well. Uh, we have a lot more surprises too, uh, things I can't announce right now. But Uh-oh. you know, there, you know, people are, people need to come to this show because they're going to be very happy with what we bring. And we can't say everything yet, but when you're there, you're going to be very happy with what we present. Yeah, I just want to throw in that, like, I'm one of these people that love going to indie shows, partially just because they're more convenient frequently to go to. They're more intimate too. I frequently don't have to pay for parking. Uh, I can walk right in. I, I get to sit in within the first three rows for a general admission ticket. You know, you're right there in the action. And um, particularly with VCW, I found the the product very entertaining and top quality matches Thank in you. the ring. Um, I was I was not bored or going, <laughs> oh, this is terrible at any moment during the show. So um, that's probably the only compliment you'll get out of me this entire time. But hey, I, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> He's a tough. He's a tough one. He's uh, a tough crowd. No, it's just uh, so you don't have to drive into the city. You don't have to deal with traffic. You don't have to fight things. I mean, this show in Northern Virginia, there's 
it's naturally there's traffic, but you're used to it if you live in this area. So yeah, uh, get out and support your local indie wrestlers. Yeah, no, seconded. And the other thing that I appreciate is that the VCW shows you get a chance to, you know, just chat with the chat with the guys and girls and the uh, who are who are working and um, get them to sign, you know, pictures and get your T-shirts directly from them, not at a giant merch stand out in the concourse, you know, like. When's the last time you just oh I don't know bumped into a WWE star at a WWE show? It doesn't it doesn't happen, you know. And you but you go to these shows and you meet the next superstar, uh, or you meet a guy like Wheeler Yuta who's on TV pretty much every damn week. And uh, and that's the key, right? That's the fun, right? It's like because even when you have these people come to like maybe a car uh, show autograph signing, you don't get much time. You get you know you get in front of them, you say hi, I love you, sign, move <laughs> off. That's the beauty of independent wrestling shows is you get to be you get to come to the show, you get to be a part of the show you get to interact with that person and then the table time is great you know like you'll go over there you can have a full conversation i know names that'll sit there and have a full-on conversation like they're sitting in a restaurant with a fan and that's something that you know oh you know i'm you know as a wrestler you kind of drift away from that fandom to where you don't think of yourself like that but as someone who you know is a 16 year old kid who turned on wcw saturday night every saturday night instead of hanging out with his friends like that's big you know you get to sit there and talk to these people that are larger than life on the screen and that's the that's the beauty of indie wrestling is you get to get these moments that you can't get anywhere else with that genre yeah wwe has definitely pulled themselves back in things like uh when i was a kid when wwe was coming to baltimore wrestlers showed up at different things for publicity to hype up the show, especially if it was going to be a televised show or a pay-per-view or something like that. They would be doing signings at the value city furniture store or which is where I met, uh, Sean Michaels and diesel, uh, and, or at your local grocery store, which is where I met macho man. Like they would do things like that. And they don't do that anymore. Well, I think that translates to more like, so back then it was more like they were still fighting to be, to be mainstream. Right. So, you know, they were like, those are big things like Shawn Michaels, diesel. You're going to go to that, you know, uh, Lex Luger riding around on the bus, you know, uh, after slam Yokozuna, you're going to go to that. Right. And I think now it's like with how they're designed now, they just, they, they want you to see that larger than life thing. So that when you come to the show, you're in awe. So I think that's why they pull back on some of that, but, that's why you go to any show because that's your chance <laughs> yeah no for sure it's been great it's been uh and honestly that's how we've gotten folks on on this show so i sort of made a connection with um jerry when you all were coming to odu and um you know sort of reached out and made the connection and started talking to him a little bit more but then you know kind of once we had there we just sort of like started going up to the guys at their tables and like hey we have this show would you you know would you want to come on and talk about this and that that's so what we got we got brandon and we got the boar you know and we and we'll we'll probably get some more guys or we uh I keep trying trying to talk dirty money into coming on the sh- on the show. We'll get him one of these days, uh, but they're, and they're more than willing. Like the last time we saw Dirty Money, we, we were asking him about um, you know influences and stuff, and he was going on and on about Rick Rude. I'm like, I'm like, this guy knows what's up. So that was you know that's really cool. Like just because mm-hmm. they you know they're they're fans too. You know like they yeah people don't get into wrestling because they've never heard of wrestling before and they just thought it'd be a thing all of a sudden like they, they get in because they they watched it they they lived it they breathed it and they're like yeah i want to do that so 
anyway, uh, Alexandria show has been announced. It's going to be Logan's uh, farewell match. Um, he's he's fighting Yuta. Um, so you know, what are you uh, what are you thinking and feeling about losing such a you know incredible wrestler and tag team partner? It sounds like you guys have worked together a long, long time. Oh yeah, I've known. I I made this joke on Facebook when I announced it, but I've known Logan uh, since he was 16 years old. <laughs> that's how that's how long he's been around. That's when he started training. He had to get his mother to sign off on his you know slip <laughs> to start training. So, uh, I mean, Logan's a great guy, man. He's he's evolved like as far, and this is like outside of his one percent thing, but you know, Logan, he's one of the few people that everyone will tell you he's great in the ring and he's a good person on the outside. And that's hard. That's a hard reputation to obtain in this business. Uh, so it's definitely going to Virginia is hurt losing that talent because he really championed the state for, I'd say the last five years, he's been the person like when me and him wrestled uh, up in Shakar, I think maybe Kerry Silken walked up to Orange Cassie and asks, who are these guys? And he goes, oh, I think there's some Southern wrestlers or whatever. They're from Virginia. And it's like, that's always kind of been the issue with Virginia. It's like, no one knows wrestlers here. Like, they're just like, oh, they're from Virginia. What's down there? I don't know. And it's always <laughs> like, like, that was always my goal with this comeback at BCW was I want people to know, you know, when a New Yorker, a New York wrestling company asks or a Baltimore company wrestling asks or a Florida wrestling company asks what's in Virginia, we have VCW and these are the people that are there and I think we've kind of succeeded because you know we have people reaching out to come work for us from all those other places but back then yeah like no one knew what's in Virginia you know and but going back to Logan um, it's one of those things where you know he's getting older um, and he's thinking about other things in life and he kind of feels he hit a ceiling and that's fine um, and that's a decision that at some point Every wrestler has to make. Is it worth it to keep trying, or is it, or, or is it time to take your accolades and look back on what you've done and be happy and 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 go live real life? Um, funny enough, <laughs> when we started NRG, I was done. I had I had left in like 2010 and went back to the army, uh, full time active duty, and I came back out in 2014. Um, and and I got a call. And it was for Logan. He was going up to Philadelphia to, you know, audition for Quackenbush to to be this one half of a tag team that Quack had an idea for. And the guy he was going with fell through. And so Logan had to come all the way back from he was already to um, Baltimore at that time. But he had to come back and pick me up from Dulles. <laughs> and we went up there to the show and and Quack met us. And that's pretty much where NRG started. So. We got up there. I pretty much came out of retirement because I wanted him to get an opportunity. And if, if, if he needed me there, I was like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And then we got another four or five years of great stuff out of that. So that's another thing about wrestling. You never know what opportunities lead to. But as far as Logan leaving the scene, um, he's really turned into a veteran. He's really taken everything that he's been given everywhere and made the best of it. And him not being there to even be like a teacher or someone to pass down his knowledge or anything like that is just real loss to the area so but i want him to be happy and i want him to go out the way he wants to go out so i hope everyone comes out because he's going to put on a heck of a show for that match i mean i don't know i feel like he should try and get a rematch with wardlow right I, I, th- I think he's tried. I think Wardlow's out right now, isn't he? Yeah. Well, then Logan got the best of him on that one. <laughs> yeah, who's, who's still going? Who's injured? Who's not, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, Logan's fantastic. He's one of the guys that uh, when so we moved down here about a year ago, and we went to the um, it was the Liberty Lottery show at the Masonic Temple um, mm-hmm. last July. I guess it would have been June or yeah, it would have been June or July. And, All right. Um, he's one of the he's one of the first guys that I saw. I'm like, oh man, hot damn! Look at this guy is he's he's got it right. He's he yeah. knows what's he he's knows he knows how to professional wrestler right. Yeah. yeah, he knows how to work the crowd. He like he, the move the smooth. You can tell he's been trained. You tell he knows what he's doing. It's great. Like it was him, Brandon, and the boar. I'm like these three guys. Like I'm with it. I'm going to all the VCW shows from now on. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, he's great. Yeah, and it was fun to see him show up on AEW. And if he did get squashed by Wardlow in like what 45 seconds or something, that's this shit happens. You know what are you gonna do? No, it definitely does. But it's all a part of it is being used the best way you can, doing the best you have for what you're given. So and yeah. Wardlow's a big son of a bitch. So. I, he is. Can't. That's a big guy. That's like <laughs> Phil Brown size right there. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> guy's an absolute unit. Um, there's, an, <laughs> there's another dude who worked the um, ODU show. Uh, bro Keller is that his name? Mm-hmm. Do you know him? He's out. He's out of. Yeah, Maryland. yeah, I know, bro. Yeah. He's out of Maryland. He got like murdered by uh, I was Veer Mahan or somebody on on Raw one on night. Raw. Yeah. yeah, I turned it on. I'm like, oh, there's there's Bro Keller. Oh, and he's dead. <laughs> so R.I.P. Yeah, no, I, like I said, anytime you get those opportunities um, as an indie wrestler, the idea is to, you know, you want them to know that, you know, you're kind of, you're able to be versatile and you want and you're able to do whatever job they need. And, you know, sometimes I mean, sometimes the best squashes get people jobs. I mean, just look at um, I don't want to say the name I know him by, but um, uh, who's that guy with a chin? Ellsworth. Look at Ellsworth. You know, he got a whole career off of getting squashed. So, yeah. <laughs> That's just, uh, you know, you take what opportunity you can and run with it. <laughs> yeah. It's always a, uh, well, what's that dude's a Barry Horowitz uh, situation, right? You never yes. know. <laughs> you never know. You he never eventually know. got a push and got a WrestleMania match out of it. That's right. Like, good job. Stranger things have happened. Well, so. Yeah, I'll, be, um, I'll be honest. When that guy, like, I was at, around that guy when he was younger, and I would have never thought that would have happened. But, you know, he made it, he made it happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you watch his, like, those tag matches with when he's working with Dwayne Gill on those early Monday night Rawls and the, mm-hmm. and the head shrinkers basically look like they're paralyzing them and he gets back <laughs> up and he comes back and shows up the next week. You give that guy a push at some point because you yeah. know, Rikishi nearly ended his, his career. looks like. <laughs> yeah. He went out and did his job. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, so um, with, you know, with Logan heading out and you guys have the belt, what's the, what's the plan for the tag belts? Do you get to find a new partner? Do you, Hold tryouts. You give up the you give up the belts. It's going to be like a magnificent seven uh, well, see, membership review montage kind of thing. Well, see that's that's the thing, right? So people didn't really look at the advertisement. It's his last match in Nova, mm. so you know the tag titles are still there. We'll talk about it. I don't know what he wants to do with it, but you know I'll support him with whatever decision he makes. But I think me, him, and Jerry have to get together because there's no other tag teams in BCW that really deserve a shot. Like, like Boar was the reason why we accepted Boar's challenge was because you know that was that was a challenge. Like the he's the top guy, the VCW heavyweight champion, and Logan really wanted to get back at that guy. In the same place he lost his title, right? So it's like you know that was meat on the plate. But you know, there's who else is there? The Pinkies, go beat somebody. You know, <laughs> but Terry, I don't know where they went. You know, they kind of stopped taking our checks and disappeared. Um. Desmond King, Isaiah, that went apart. I, I, there's nobody that really deserves something. So 
we'll get together with Jerry. We'll figure out what's going on and go from there. Maybe somebody from uh, Sharky's crew can can uh, team up. He's he's been like picking up wrestlers like uh, I don't know, like I collect uh, old socks. Like he's just. I mean, let's just be honest. He's just copying Jerry and what he's doing. But they're successful. I give them that. I don't think they want the smoke though. So. Hmm. Switching gears a little bit, so you wear two hats for VCW. You're obviously one of the one of the boys, one of the talent, and the tag team champions. But you also serve as a director of talent relations. Um, so how long have you been in that particular role? So I came back as a talent relations slash booker when um, VCW came back from COVID. So at that time, they kind of needed a fresh start. They needed a new look. You know, the stuff they were putting on before. I won't say it was bad, but they realized they needed to kind of um, move on and kind of create a new identity since, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen after COVID um, came through. Um, so uh, me and Jerry have known each other for, you know, years. He's one of my best. He was one of my best friends in pro wrestling. Um, he was one of the guys that gave me a chance in the Norfolk area. Um, it was really hard to get opportunities down this part of Virginia because it was really it was really clicky um so he was one of the people that you know offered me an opportunity and I ran with it and I did well and then me and him did well together at different times so he tapped me and we talked about it and felt um it was time to maybe use some of my contacts and see what kind of company we could shape around those talents and I think it's been going pretty well since you know we brought in a lot of people um that people wouldn't see any other place like boar like boar somebody virginia guys would never seen outside of ecw um Devontes, you know um desmond our the new guy rex sharky has like there's um, there's a lot of people that have had the light shine on them that people in virginia would not have got to watch their talent if you know I don't, you know, rub my bill, but, you know, I know a lot of people. So <laughs> it's just it's one of those things where it's been it's been rewarding to learn this side of the business. And, you know, I I'm not going to say I did every I've done everything right. I've definitely had some failures here and there, but it's been rewarding to be able to do what we do on the shows and, and have the people respond to it the way they do. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I think I think you guys have done a good job of sort of building um you know, stories from one event to the next, you know, and kind of keeping it going with in between, which is which is hard when you don't have um, TV to kind of fill in week after week. You know, you have to kind of do it through like the events and then like either interviews before or after and then little like video clips and kind of teasing out through social media and stuff. But I feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, I follow the the VCW Facebook um, and Insta- I guess on Instagram, right? Um, yeah, we know. are on Instagram. Uh huh. Um, and I, um, I think from 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 paying attention to those, I kind of have a pretty good sense at any one time of like what's going on and who's mad at whom and why and you know when they next when they expect to to get it on again. So that's, well, that's I give kinda... I give all that credit to our promo guy. That that guy, the promo guy, does a lot of work and he keeps it together. So our VCW promo guy, shout out to him because he's the <laughs> one that puts all that mar- magic together. Yeah. But um yeah no the only and, and people people don't understand is how much how hard that is when you don't have a feeder system like if Virginia if ECW had a wrestling school can you imagine the stuff we could do mm-hmm. like I tell I tell them all the time like you know they used to have a wrestling school back in the day but um it's just one of those things where it's like we do all that with you know everyone's professional everyone's great but people don't realize how hard that is without a place for everyone to like kind of keep 
loose, I guess, is what the word is. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of guys come in from MCW, and where where else is that? I mean, that seems to be they're one from, of the big they're, ones. They're, they're from all over. We um, MCW is one of the closer schools to us that have people that are looking for opportunity. So a lot of times those guys will get opportunities, and some of them have done really well. You look at an Alex Briggs. I mean, Alex... Alex Devine or Tim Spriggs, mm-hmm. those kind of guys, they come in, they perform well, and they kind of elevate off of their work. Um, you know, so we do have a, a, some form of a partnership with MCW as far as, you know, giving guys opportunities. But you have people from, you know, up in Delaware. Um, I think Desmond spent most of his time up there. <clears throat> and then you have, you know, we have people come from North Carolina, people that focus on West Virginia. People kind of come all over from all over the place, you know. So, um you know, we just, it's just, if, I mean, look, the uh, Rex, Bateria, those, Papadon, those guys are from New York City. So hmm. they're from that area. So it's it's kind of, you know, veterans from all over the place that come down and apply their trade with us. Makes for a kind of diverse group of guys, different uh, different styles and such, which is nice. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, so what do, you, what do you feel like you've brought to the, you know, the booking um, that's sort of, you know, if you had, you know, you've everybody, everybody's the bookers have all have sort of a uh, distinctive kind of, you know, approach or, or style. Like, is there, is there something that you feel like you really, um, focus on or try to, uh, you know, accomplish with, uh, you know, as you're thinking about how to set up these, these storylines and feuds and such? Well, my, my, to be honest with you, my book stops with the guys that we use. Right. So it's like, um, I've always been told, you know, you don't want to trust. Like, I'm never one of those guys that wants to micromanage everybody, everybody on what they do. So you put the right guys in the right position and they go out and perform. Um, I think what I brought to the table is basically what you just said before is diversity. Like you've brought in people that people wouldn't normally saw in this area from different walks of life, different uh, schools of thought as far as pro wrestling, because pro wrestling in the in the main stream of it is an art form and art is subjective so everyone has a different idea of what that is and i think a lot of our guys have different ideas and they're able to work with each other to bring those ideas together to make something new or make something special to present to the fans so i think that's what i brought to the area because norfolk was always that and it still is we're not trying to get away from that identity but norfolk's always kind of been like that mid-atlantic old school um area and there's room for that, and and we always want to go back to our roots. But I think we offer something new and something old. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it 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 meshes well. So I think that's what I bring to BCW. All right. So uh, Tim and I were talking about uh, this right before you logged in, and it's a little bit mm-hmm. of a, a fantasy booking here. Um, <laughs> so. As you know, probably uh, Adam Copeland, formerly known as Edge, showed up at Wrestle Dream in AEW uh, this past weekend. Um, and I feel like AEW frequently just surprises people. Like, just like throw someone suddenly up there instead of having any kind of build to their appearance. Um, how? Just curious, how would you have debuted uh, Adam Copeland? Um, would you have just dropped them in the pay-per-view that seemed like no one was ordering or it's hard to say, right? I mean, they got, they got some big minds in promotion over there at AEW. I know a lot of them in, in that room. And I mean, it's hard to say because, you know, you, they did well because you would think like you want to sell tickets. You want people to kind of know he's there. Right. But at the same time, it's like, 
that was rumor. That was like the rumor sold it. Like like that whole yeah. week leading up, leading up to it. Oh, Edge is coming. Edge is coming. Like, do you think Edge is coming? And they got people talking. So I think they did it the way that executed it the way that it should be executed because I'm pretty sure they put some they put they put some of that out there to kind of get that mm-hmm. going. So um, yeah, no, I think it came off great. Um, and um, is I mean that's that's big for them. They got a you know big WWE superstar. Um, and it, it continues to keep the companies looking on equal footing. So that's good for everybody. So I, I really wouldn't have done anything different than what they've done. Yeah, yeah I hope they can find a way to, to kind of, um, you know, keep keep the interest there. That's That's been one of the big criticisms I think that we've had of, of that particular show is like they bring in these folks and then they, they put them on TV for a couple of weeks and they're like, well, where the hell did they go? You know, and like, uh, and it's, <laughs> you know, it gets, it's a little frustrating sometimes. You're like, oh man, I, you know, I really like this guy. I really like that guy. I mean, Wardlow, um, you know, he's a homegrown star, right? He's a, he's a guy that they kind of brought up and, and pushed and all this stuff. And they had, you know, some, some really good lines going with him for a while. And then he just, poof, you know, he vanished. Yeah, maybe he got, I don't know if he's injured or what, but like, it's just kind of, I don't same, know. I, yeah, same deal with Powerhouse Hobbs. He disappears and then reappears and then disappears yeah, again. Back. It's hard like, to get like kind of like hype about anybody, you know, and then stick with it because <laughs> you don't know if you're going to see him from week yeah, to week. Yeah, no, you I know? know what you guys mean. And I'm not one that, like I said, I don't want to come off like I'm criticizing anybody up there. Uh, but I, as a, that's one of the things I've learned in my two years in this position is, you know, as a wrestler, you think about things a certain way, but you don't understand everything that goes into making your show, show successful. Like, you have, I think I think one of their main issues is, and I can equate it to, like, some place like BCW, is you have, like, say, BCW locker room, you have 30 guys you would like to show every time you go out there, right? But we run, right now, maybe eight shows a year. We're trying to expand on that. Uh, and, you know, we try to keep it under two hours, but as you guys probably know, we used to go over. Uh, but, you know... The issue with that is you want to show all these people. You want all these people to be able to go out there and show what they can do, but you just there's not enough time. And then you don't want a guy driving down from New York to have a five minute match, uh, <laughs> and, you know. So you can't just put a bunch of matches and make them short. So it's that fine balance that you have to find. Like who who are you focused on? Who are you who who is who is bringing people to the show? And who do you want to build to be that person in that position? And then you have to balance everything else around them. So it's a it's a hard wrench to, to twist. And I and I understand their frustration. And I think that's probably why it is, is they get like, you no, know, it's this big sign in here, it's this big sign in there. We got this guy that people are excited about. But unless the fans are actually like, hey, we want to see this guy every week. How come we didn't see him this week? How come we didn't see him this week? We want to see this guy this week. If the fans aren't doing that, then you got to give them the guy they are doing that for, you know? I think that's part of their problem with that. Yeah, they also have a huge, huge roster. They like, do. They they employ a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, like just just dozens upon dozens of people, um, which I find really again really interesting in thinking about VCW. You guys, like you said, you guys work for a, with a pretty limited you know locker room, um, and the folks that you have are great. But it's you know it's a, it's like you said two, somewhere between two and three dozen people, um, and you that's you know that's that's what you have to work with in terms of you know building the next show and getting people out to see it and that kind of thing so it's sort of a it's a different challenge for sure it's a, it's a challenge but it's a just a different kind of challenge so right yeah. like I, I get it like if i if i'm coming to a vcw show i want to see boar i want to see you know i want to I, I want a segment of jerry talking shit in the ring uh and you know so 
you got to give them time because they're selling the tickets because I'd imagine a, a large majority of people are feeling that way. And so they have to be on the card. So there, there goes 20, 30 minutes right there. Just, you know, who are you feeding to the boar? And then who is Jerry going to yell at? Um, so you got to get George yeah, uh, out there too. Everybody loves George. Yeah. Everybody, everybody loves, loves George. George. <laughs> uh, I mean, and that goes back to like something, you know, like, like, cause that's another thing. Like wrestlers don't understand what you're juggling with at that level when you're doing it. Cause I go back to like my, my initial training, um, back at, uh, Northern Virginia, Kaida, like, you know, you, you get in there and you know, you're athletic and you, in your mind, you have this drive and like, I want to be the best pro wrestler in the world, but you don't know what that means. You don't know <laughs> what that takes to attain it. And so then you think you're ready for the show. You think you're ready to be on the main event. You think you're ready to go out there and you're not, but, but there's no way to make you feel that until you actually are put in that position, which no one's going to do. So you have a lot of people that, um, you know, feel that way. Like my time is now. And it's like, no, we gotta, we gotta do some things, you know? And there's always that. Um, and even when I was young, my first, <laughs> my first, and my first wrestling name, um, when I was training, I had just got out national guards. So I had just completed basic training. I was in great shape. I could do, there was nothing you couldn't ask me to do that. I wouldn't attempt to do. I remember <laughs> I went, I went, I went training with, uh, uh, well, I'll get to that, but I, basically the guy named me C.A. Elliott. That was my first wrestling name that I went by, and the C.A. stood for uh, cocky asshole. And I'm sorry if you can't cuss on here, <laughs> nice. but it's like that was his thing. Was like you, you are so cocky, and you think you can do everything, and so we're just gonna shoot and call you that. And I was like, I'm cool with that, you know. So it was just, you know. I was that young kid that didn't realize if I knew everything that the promoters and the people that run shows are dealing with, and I can put that back in that young man's head. Oh my God, it it had been over. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't, I don't. It's 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 a, it's a juggling act, balancing that stuff because you have the the young ready goers that are ready that they are ready to take off, and they have potential, and you want to give them that opportunity, but you don't want to throw them out there too early because they'll. They'll they'll burn everything and then it won't be useful. So yeah, for sure. So did you ever use your military service as a gimmick? I never did. I always felt that was. I uh, see that's the problem though, right? I never really had a gimmick until we did an RG because I wanted to be the tough guy again, thinking like in my mind, not really thinking about what wrestling is. And so it was always it was it was C.A. Elliott for a long time, and then. When I came to VCW and Jerry was um, kind of doing his thing, then it became the reason. And it was kind of like this, like, I don't want to say Black Panther party, but it was along those lines type of situation at that point. Um, but I, I thought about using it when I first came out of the Army, but I was like, it's too on the nose, right? Like, nobody's really, <laughs> like, you think about it, and it's just like, it's like, am I going to be G.I. Joe? What am I going to do with that, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's hard to really equate that. Like, obviously, it's something I'm proud of. I'm proud of my service. But as a gimmick it feels like you're like it's you're it's like you're pandering at some point <laughs> so i i never thought about using it when i was coming up like i was coming up like in i came back out uh basic in 2001 and started and started training for wrestling um so what saved me what actually how i learned and i tell people this all the time was i was uh friends with sanjay dutt because he had trained there too but he was wrestling up like CZW, Jersey Yard Pro, stuff like that. And I would go on the road with him every weekend. 
I watch him. I watch everybody. I learn on the car rides. I ask him why he did this, why he did that. I dig into what he was thinking. On the weekends when we hung out, it was like a group of us. He had like the biggest uh, tape trading collection in his basement. He had everything. Like back then, it was hard hard to see matches. So you know, he had everything from Lucha, Pariju, you know, old school wrestling. We sit there and watch matches, and then we I sit there and ask him, "Hey, why did he do that? Or what was the thought with that? And stuff like that." And immediately, I think in like a two month time frame of just doing that, I like immediately like my 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 ability sprung up i think i went back to training and they're like where you been because it was like okay he's definitely been training somewhere um so yeah it's just one of those things where it's like um you know it's just i kind of lost the train of thought where we are but yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no like it's one of where, where where were we starting with that one uh, I had just asked if you if you had ever used your gimmick as, as yeah a, there we go military so service I, as a gimmick I can't even yeah <laughs> no you're right I know where I'm going with it so back then everybody that was over and was successful was a tough guy <laughs> so it was like CW was like you know you had Justice Payne you had like these deathmatch guys Nick Gage uh, Hate Club you had like um, Blackout like all these people no one had a real gimmick everybody was just like I'm the baddest dude in the room and so that's where my mind was kind of at wrestling wise for a couple of years. So I never really sat down into the gimmick until I started to get it later on. So yeah, kind of like stone, the stone cold clones ran, ran exactly. off. Like everybody just wanted to be on the badass from this state or whatever as, you know, and then, uh, and then you see that stone cold has his own winery and you learned that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah i mean that's basically that's basically what it was it's like um so i we didn't actually get a, a real i understood what a gimmick was and what it, it could do for you but i just never could f- like figure out because the best gimmick is one that is partially you that you can kind of turn up right that you can like you can tap into and so it comes off real right and that's why when I didn't really have a gimmick until we did NRG and they had me be Height Rockwell. And Height Rockwell, the initial start of Height Rockwell was basically I couldn't stay awake. Like, no matter, I was this big, strong guy, but I could not make it through a match without falling asleep at all. And it was great because I got to think of these, I didn't have to think about what's the coolest move I can do with this match or anything like that. It was, you know, how do I fall asleep in this spot and make it look funny and do something cool? <laughs> and like, you know, I think I did like, we did like a spot where I fell asleep, um, like in a, in a headlock and then gave a guy a backdrop without thinking about it. And then there was this guy named Joey Eastman, who was a manager and he comes up to me backstage. He goes, Hey man, why don't you put a guy in a sleeper hole, but you fall asleep while you're doing it. And I was like, that's great. I'm going to do that. And then I did it. And it was funny. It was funny. So, you know, that was like a gimmick makes your life easier and the faster you realize that <laughs> the easier it'll be <laughs> that's pretty yeah. funny i like that yeah, a lot I mean, actually where, yeah. would orange, where would orange cassidy be without his uh sloth style of you know, just <laughs> laying down and putting his hands in his pockets and stuff like that right because so. well, we always uh, we always call out the military guys on uh you know the gimmicks and so it's interesting you know there's such people like um what was that dude's name ranger ross was that his name yeah he was in wcw way back that guy was like an actual uh, Army Ranger, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Corporal Kirchner, he was actually in 
the service. I think he was in the was he in the army? Yeah. And then yeah. but then Major you get Pain, Marine, like yeah. Yeah. But then you get Sergeant Slaughter, right, who was never anywhere near the military, but if you ask nine out of ten people on the street, they will swear and declare that he is uh, a Marine with combat experience and he was in Vietnam. G. I. And he Joe. Did this and that and it's <laughs> you know, and it's um Anyway, it's it's endlessly fascinating to us, sort of the the lines between, you know, the public and the 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 real and the the persona, the gimmick. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think real veterans trying to be military just doesn't translate well because we have a different view of what the military is. It's not. I mean, it is all that stuff, duty, honor, stuff like that. But it's like it's really just a bunch of guys coming together to get a, get get a goal done. And 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 you don't think about the stuff you see on TV and stuff like that when you've been in it so it's hard to make that translate into pro wrestling as a gimmick because you've been in it to where yeah. somebody like sergeant slaughter is like hey be you but you're a drill sergeant and think about what you think a drill sergeant is it's easy for him to be creative with that because he's not trying to disrespect what other drill like if yeah. i think i have friends that are drill sergeants right now so it was like if i think about if i go out there and make fun of a drill sergeant, I'm like man if they see this are they going to be mad about that <laughs> No, he he's somebody that we we could talk about. We could we should probably just go ahead and do a whole episode on him at some point because every <laughs> every time he shows up in some, we watched a bunch of old AWA stuff and he you know, he's fantastic. Yeah, we like him a lot actually. But um, I went out to see him at the Virginia Comic Con. Uh, I went out and wanted to get his autograph and you know talk to him, get a picture and everything. The uh, the line like I was behind all these people in line and I swear I would again I would say eight out of ten people. Um, in front of me when they got up to him said oh hey you know Sarge I was in this branch and I served here 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 and uh, you know and he, that a lot, yeah. yeah and then he's like oh yeah thanks for your service and give him the fake salute and everything and like <laughs> you know he he's just a dude like he's because <laughs> it's like what do you say like that's the God. thing is like people don't get when you're a wrestler and like people are are into the gimmick and they buy it and it's like in your mind you're trying to you're, you're playing the gimmick but it's like what do you what do I say to that like that guy yeah. You know, especially if I'm not a veteran, that guy did way more than I did. Like, <laughs> salute him, make him salute me. Like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's kind of like that old um, SNL skit with uh, William Shatner signing autographs at a at a convention, and like uh, some nerds come up to him, and, like you know, he really he's like, it's a TV show. Like, just like <laughs> like that's the only other option that he could he could do in that situation. Every single veteran that comes up to him, he goes, I wasn't really there. Like, because yeah. then also he still works for like the WWE and like USO shows and stuff like that, or at least did yeah. until a couple of years ago. So he's got to keep the gimmick up. He's still yeah. living the kayfabe because <laughs> uh, he loses a lot of money. If it he pays does. his bills. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, I bought a I bought an olive drab uh, t shirt with his face on it. I, don't, I, ain't, <laughs> I ain't proud. <laughs> I got the T-shirt, the autograph, and the picture. The only thing I didn't do was um, pay money f- for him to uh, put me in the Cobra clutch. It just, oh it didn't, man, yeah. Next, <laughs> next time, next time. Get so. him next time. Anyway, all right. So I feel like this episode is getting away from us a little bit. This is a fun diversion for sure. Um, but and we talked a little bit about how you got into wrestling and um, and where you train, some of that stuff. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about there and like sort oh, of? Oh sure, your, yeah. Your I'll tell you with a quick story. So how I got into wrestling. So basically, I was a huge wrestling fan as a kid. And I was even on the wrestling team at uh, Potomac Falls High School in Loudoun County. I was on the wrestling team there. I did pretty well, um, 215 and 189 weight class. And I had a friend um, 
who you know we used like you know when you're in high school you have this friend you're arguing over wrestling and it's like it's like it's real like who's a better wrestler Taz or Sabu who's who's better at this who's better than that you know and uh when I went away you know to basically train and everything he got into wrestling he he signed up and pulled the trigger which at the time I thought oh that's cool he's really doing it right so when I came back and this comes back to my cockiness at the time. But when I came back, I'm like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. So, you know, we just, I signed up for it and embarked on it. So it was like, it literally was this. I think uh, the owner of Kaida Pro was was renting a ring to, um, I don't know if you guys ever, you guys remember the original Mortal Kombat movie, right? Of course. So, yeah. the, so the guy with the dreads that fights Liu Kang on the beach, I forget his real name. Okay. Uh, uh, but he he's he's a karate like a world class karate guy, and he was trying to sell a show to HBO before UFC got big or anything like that. They like this uh, full contact you know tournament fighting, so they rented him the ring that night, <laughs> and we all go we all go to the show, and I wanted to hang out with my friends, so it was like me, this guy Sanjay, Dirty Money was there. It, Dirty and Sanjay worked the match at half at the intermission of, of the show, which was great by the way. Those two could go so hard back then but um i went to go help with the ring and you know like i said i just got out of basic training so i looked and i was in good shape i looked athletic and the guy comes i guess they lost a fighter or a fighter didn't make physical so he comes to me he's like hey man if i give you 150 dollars will you fight around for us tonight and i said 150 dollars sure i'll do that <laughs> so you know they, they take me downstairs they get me a physical with the doctor, and we're in Washington D.C., mind you. And we go downstairs, get a physical. You know, they give me the gloves and the kick pads. I think I put on like my army sweats pants and a t-shirt, and they put a little head headpiece on. And they put me in there, and, and like it's, it's live. Like it's people there. It's a lot. It's like it's it's live. It's like people around. They're screaming. He's got these HBO execs in the front row. We get in the ring. The guy they put in front of me at the time, I was probably maybe like two. 105 210 pounds guy they put in front of me this big 300 pound dude just ripped like you know he injected a few things into himself and like i'm just looking across like okay we're doing this <laughs> and we go we go and i ended up like i ended up like hitting him with like a sidestep and he hit his head on the ring and knocked him out so they're like oh you advanced i'm like what and my friend <laughs> and my friends in his wrestling gimmick and they're like trying to be my ringman they're not giving me any water i'm not getting any air i'm like i'm blown up it's crazy and I get into the second fight, and I lost that one on points. And honestly, my thing was, like, I just don't want to get knocked out. I don't want to get knocked out. So we did that. So at the end of the night, we're breaking down the ring, and the guy comes to me and he goes, hey, so you say you want to be a wrestler, right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'm taking $150. You're down payment on training. You start Sunday. And that was really how I started <laughs> training wrestling. So he stole your $150. Is what you're he saying. did. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did. That was how I got introduced to wrestling, uh, people that ran business in wrestling. Uh-huh. <laughs> ran businesses, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wrestling finance so, 101 right there. Yeah. That's too but, funny. Um, and you didn't even get anything for the second fight. You sh- he said 150 to fight. Yep, 150 for the whole night, yeah. Well, you should have got, got a bonus for getting to the next round, man. <laughs> But yeah, like wrestling back then, it was basically like, you know, we, I went to training. Um, the guy saw something to me because like I said, the military instilled some good um, qualities in me. And I, they basically said, um, I think Sanjay came up to me and said, this is before we actually were close, but he said he liked me because I, I wouldn't quit. Like no matter what they made me do, no matter, like I was in it, you know, I was, I was ready to go. And, um, we all became good friends. Um, 
And he allowed me to run the roads with him. And that's the best training in pro wrestling. I don't care what anyone tells you. You can go to any ring and learn any move and any any drill. But the best training in wrestling is getting under somebody's ring that knows what they're doing and, and paying attention. And um, I always credit him and Dirty Money as the people that made me good at what I do. Because Sanjay taught me how to what wrestling was and how to how to how to make wrestling and i give dirty money this credit because dirty money is um one of the more intense people i've met in wrestling and that was what he taught me on those early days when i was training was no matter what you do in the ring you know if you come off intense it sells it and he's all he gave me my intensity and that's always been one of my traits so everything i do looks like i kill you so thank you dirty money on that <laughs> so. yeah he he has that for sure yeah. That, yeah. That dude's that dude's really awesome. I got some really good pictures of him at the last show at Hampton. I was kinda I got him putting uh, um Boston Crab on uh on somebody. Yeah. That was yeah. I mean, he's just I don't know, I like that guy a lot. He's that was a great match, wasn't it? He's cool, yeah. Yeah. And that was like the first match of the night. I like Yeah. We um so uh, our my buddy Mark, um, the professor who was on the panel with us um, back in the spring, I don't know if you remember, um, he came with his wife and uh, and kids. I remember seeing him, I think, yeah. Yeah, and he came with his wife and his and his two kids and his daughter brought um, a couple of her friends along. So they're all, you know, they're all teenage girls and they're there to kind of like goof around and sort of laugh at it, you know, like like yeah. And, but they they Wrestling. were they were into <laughs> it, man. Like they were. They were like they were like checking with with dad like is this you know was is this is this supposed to happen is that supposed to happen and he's like yeah it's just you know just watch the show man it's just watch this anyway it was cool it was fun to watch them have a like sort of that that's reaction the best, to that's the best feeling is when you bring people that think it's like silly and they get into it I think yeah. I'm sure he had a great time that night because of that so I was down for the ODU show and I remember uh, Mark saying that oh he's they're only coming to the 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 afternoon show I was like okay. And then <laughs> by halfway back. through the afternoon show, they're like, "We just went and bought tickets for the evening show." <laughs> so, and that's and that's and that's our and that's our goal, right? We just want people. We just want people to come see the show because I think most people, if you're a wrestling fan, if you enjoy inter- live entertainment, you're gonna get hooked because I think we put on some of the best stuff you can see in Virginia, and that's just that's not being me being cocky. That's just me being real. And you don't have to sit in the upper deck to to watch it <laughs> at a reasonable price. So. So um, yeah, so while we're while we're here, while we're, t- while we're talking about VCW shows, we'll just remind people again: Nightmare on Granby Street this Saturday, October seventh. And get your tickets at vcwprowrestling.com. So, uh, in addition to some of the the things we've talked about, the rest of that card, I just I just run it down for you. Uh, Go in for case it. you're thinking about the, we got the VCW Heavyweight Champion, the Boar, taking on Devontae's, who's a slab of meat. Uh, Devontae's has Neil Sharkey in his corner. Um, Sharkey's little. Uh, Little gang, the Sharky Tank. Uh, I guess are they are they close enough to call them a faction yet? Or are they? Uh, I believe so. What do they got? They got four people, right? Well, they got Rex. They got Brian Brock. They got Devontes. They got uh, uh, Saul. Saul. Saul's a great talent, and now they got Desmond. Who Desmond is one of our most raw talents. It'll be interesting to see what he does into his new attitude. Yeah. Um, we kind of just all are like, you know, we're keeping an eye on Sharky. He's doing something slick over there, and um, you know can't knock him for the hustle but um definitely that that match with devontes and boar yeah that's a lot of that's hot uh devontes puts himself over as the hoss of all hosses but yeah. i think we're gonna we're gonna see that tested on a uh, saturday that's gonna be a hoss fight for sure um sharky tank is going up against phil brown who's another absolute unit dirty money and Irvin legend i have to say Irvin legend is is pretty close to my favorite name at the moment because that's that's is funny. it 
Yeah. It's, it's trademarked, apparently. Did you know that? Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, no. Um, yeah. Oh, trademarked I, I, by I, somebody else, and he's getting in trouble no, for using it. <laughs> no, no. I think he. No, I think he has it trademarked. But um, no, they um, yeah. Rex came in and made a statement against Irvin very impressively, and yeah. um, Phil took some kind of uh, way about that. So. Uh, we're going to see how it's handled. And that's those are two pillars. Phil and, and Dirty are two pillars of ECW. They've been there since before I started wrestling. And um, we're going to see if Irving can hang. But I wouldn't want to be standing across from Rex at all um, if I didn't have to be. And yeah. you got Saul and a newly motivated um, Desmond King. We'll see what happens. I think if anybody in that mix got to watch out, it's probably Saul. He's like half the size of the rest of those dudes. He's gonna. Saul's yeah. got a little mean streak, man. I don't know if you remember <laughs> when he did that young. He did the uh, young line, the uh, the lines uh, um, challenge, and yeah, he yeah. kind of like he kind of like he kind of he kind of. I had to kind of watch out, man, because he kind of did something to Jerry. I, I didn't really like, but he's got a little mean. I knew he had a little mean streak on him, and it kind of came out after he got with Sharky. So, don't count that guy down. He's a. Yeah. Uh, He's, he's, he can come from behind on you for some stuff. That should be a good one. We've also got the Golden Pinky Society, our buddies Benjamin Banks and Diamond Victor Griff, going up Ugh. against the reality, Chance Riser and Patrick Scott. So I don't know anything about the reality. Where are those guys coming from? Do you know? Yeah, they're from. Uh, they're based out of North Carolina. They do some stuff up north in okay. the northeastern part of the state, beyond. They got a lot of eyes on them. They're very talented. They're very creative. I thought uh, Pinkies got it. <laughs> Pinkies thought they had a rough time with us. These guys are young and hungry, and um, Pinkies are in for it. Um, hmm. You know, it, we're trying to find out who deserves to come at NRG, and right now, uh, Bateria are available, and those are two of the best tag teams we have right now but i think uh i think banks and griff are uh, a little um unequipped for the challenge ahead of them on this hmm. one guess we'll see how it goes uh greek god papadon versus uh brazilian jiu-jitsu world champion mushmaster tim spriggs yeah. that guy's that guy's good i like him too he's uh he's got some legit shooting Spriggs talent is, Spriggs is scary man because what people understand is that guy at any point if he ever lost it anyone near him is done like so <laughs> it's like you know Papadon you know he he ran roughshod over the, the company for a long time he's a very physical wrestler he's a veteran he's wily I I saw those two guys promos I think he picked a fight I think he lit something in t- Tim he wasn't wanting to light and uh tim is a dangerous person he's physical he's got a tank on him him and desmond that match at hampton man they 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 showed out and i don't even think that was like the most he can do so i'm very interested to see how Papadon and tim spriggs shakes out on saturday yeah that was a good one at hampton that looked like about half a shoot almost like this because he yeah. uh there was some definitely some bjj stuff going on there and uh so that should be interesting very physical yeah um, Joe Keyes, who the last time we saw was challenging the boar for his uh, his belt, didn't turn out so well for him. It's going up against Dick Dynamo. That's another new one on me. Where's uh, Where's old Dick coming from? Do you know? Dick Dynamo was in the Liberty Lottery, and he's one of those MCW uh, students. He came from MCW, who's got a great school. Everybody that has ever come out, of, everyone that I've ever seen come out of that school has been very well equipped, um, ready for the world very talented they do good work up there but dick has this personality that just kind of makes him shine he just kind of stands out with it which is what got him this opportunity but i would not want to be standing across the street the street or the block (laughs) in his shoes from joe keys 
who pretty much put Boar through the ringer. Like, it, that match could have went either way when he challenged Boar back at the lottery. Um, he hasn't been back since then. And he, Joe feels Joe feels kind of uh, misused. Like, you know, before COVID, Joe was on, you know, he was on top of the card wrestling for the title. He hadn't lost a match in, like, two years. And now, you know, he's lost to Boar twice. So it's like, you know, that's frustrating. And I think that frustration is going to get taken out on uh, Mr. Dick Dynamo on Saturday. And then the last one I have listed here, but maybe you have some others that you know about, and, and uh, I don't know, uh, is Travis Huckabee versus Myron Malone. And then, of course, there's always other matches to be announced. Um, so tickets are tickets are on sale, going fast. Get your, I think so we've you announced don't... everything already. Let me take a quick okay. look for you here. But, yeah, Myron Malone is another one. He came to a pre-show at the last Hampton show, and Myron's actually part of a tag team that uh, we should be seeing here soon. Um, but, yeah, he wanted a shot, and um, we haven't had uh, Travis back in a while, and Travis will start working up them, them ranks as well. So okay, cool. We'll definitely see. Travis is one of those guys. He was training in Shikara, and he has a very interesting style. It's almost like a mix of, well, he was trained by Drew Gulak and all those guys. So it's very much like William Regal-esque style with a lot of um, a lot of bad intention on it. So it'll be fun to watch. Um but let me see here one second. I'm just going to pull nice. this up. It's, uh, yeah, that's a good lineup for sure. That's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six matches so far. Um, there's a there's a small women's division, uh, VCW. Erica Lee is sort of a staple, and you can bring in different uh, women who work with her occasionally. I don't, she's not on here at the moment, but she may. You never know. Um, no, nope, you got of, everything. Lots you of people. Everything. <laughs> Lots of fun people to watch uh, at your favorite VCW show. Um, yeah, you, and you, and you never know who's going to show up. I got I got people coming up from uh for for Virginia, uh, Northern Virginia. We got people coming up from Atlanta. Um, we got people, new people coming in all the time to, to test their moxie. So, um, don't miss out. You might miss somebody. You might miss your new favorite wrestler. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> so we're um we're getting around to the to the end here. It's getting late. We don't want to keep you on here too long, but uh, we usually have a couple of sort of rapid fire uh, questions um all right so I'll, I'll start i sent the list there to rich on we can go back and forth if you want if that sounds okay sure um so who's your all-time favorite wrestler if you had to pick i think we talked about this at the panel but if i had to boil down a pro wrestler i have to go i think i'll pick the macho man because he was like um that you know 80s early 90s macho man was just he was athletic he went hard the matches with flair matches with steamboat were just one of the, I had I wasn't used to seeing those uh, when I was coming up and um, obviously I saw more things as, as time went on but he was like the first one that was like okay that's that's go so I would say Macho Man yeah I, I did remember you saying that actually now that you anybody you've had the chance to work with that was especially meaning to you so there was a my last match before I went back to the army in 2010 was against Julio De Niro. And that guy, you know, he's a veteran from Maryland. He was obviously a big ECW, ECW original. And this guy didn't know me from a can of paint. And I had something to prove on my way out. And me and him went in this uh, small, you know, high school gym in West Virginia. And we we killed it. Like, he he loved it. Like, we got to the back. He's like, man, who are you? Where did this come from? Why are you quitting? Kind of thing like that. And uh, I would say that match um, allowed me to... Um, Remember that I still had something to offer. So it, it kept that spark alive in me to where I didn't just completely go away. But um, that was a pretty important match to me. Um, see here. Um, I had a match against uh, the SATs. And um, 
it was it was uh, me and the SATs against Luke Hawks, Ruckus and Sanjay, and it was on this big show in Philly, like Christopher Daniels, uh, hmm. Jay Lethal, like all the name like low key, like all the names you could think of back in that time were on the show, and it was one of those matches where we went out there and it just made me feel like okay, I can I can be on this level and succeed. So those were always the matches I look forward to where I went out there because as a wrestler, we're like any other artist. It's like, am I, and what I, is what I'm doing good enough? Is what I'm doing mean something? And then you get those opportunities where you go out there and you have that one match and you go, okay, yeah, this is, this is what I'm meant to do or this is where I'm supposed to be right now. So I would say those three matches were probably the most important to me in my career. I've had a lot of good matches. I've had a lot of good partners in the ring, but those are probably my most memorable ones. I just looked up Julio De Niro while we're while we're talking here. He's retired now. He's 50, he's 51, out of uh, out of D.C. It looks like he was around quite a bit. Trained at the Baltimore Monster Factory with uh, Tom Pritchard and Axel Rotten and uh, let's see Hack Myers from ECW. So looks like it's like a cool dude. Yeah, there's a, a lot of those guys. Once I got around them, um, like they they were pretty helpful. Once they they realized you weren't like just a fan or something so <laughs> yeah so the flip side of that question is there anybody out there at the moment that you'd really love the opportunity to work with and you haven't had a chance yet i think i've hit all my all my dream matches like there's no one that i feel like i want to go out there and you know feel like i have to work this person to prove something or to see how i would hang you know i'm 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 up there in age and it's like one of those things where just being able to go out and perform is, is enough for me being able to um you know add something to the show makes me happy so at this point i'd say you know I, i'd be happy to get in the ring with anybody who has the drive or motivation to well in the ring yeah nice are you watching much wrestling at the present time and uh what do you normally watch i keep up on i i watch everything whether it's highlights or full shows i i keep my eyes on everything just because wrestling is always evolving wrestling is different today than it was five years ago which is and it's different from five years from that so i try i watch you know you know i I watch highlights from New Japan i watch AEW. i check out smackdown and raw i check out impact I'll watch AAA. I'll catch out some independents, um, you know, out west or mid south, just to see, because there's a lot of creative stuff in there. There's a lot of things that people are doing, just to see what, not to catch the trends, but just get an idea of, of what's happening, what can be played off of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's a ton to watch at the moment. <laughs> there is. If you know where to look, you'll never be dry for wrestling. If you know yeah. where to look, I was a big. Um, a pro wrestling Noah fan um, back in the day, and people kind of they don't know what that is. It's a smaller company, but when you watch a, especially like a pro wrestling Noah show from like 2015 or 2012 or any of those years, <clears throat> it's it's a feast. So the final question that we always ask our guests, since we are all the WrestleManias, and we started with the the goal to watch all the WrestleManias, and and uh, originally we started to to talk about them, and now we're or to write about them, and now we're talking about them. So we're up to. <laughs> We're up to uh, it, well, you know. It turns out that that doing this for an hour and a half is is much easier and more efficient than like spending eight, ten, twelve hours writing a blog post that nobody wants to read. So, mm-hmm. just uh, that's a pro tip for all you podcasters and bloggers <laughs> out there. Um, but do you have a favorite WrestleMania? You know what? I do have a favorite. I was ready for that one because you know I heard you guys do that. Um, and people will be surprised which one I'll, I'll say it is. Obviously, I have I love all the WrestleManias. Um, 
you know, I'm a Thank wrestling you. fan, so everyone. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna clip you guys, that. You guys, you guys, that. you guys are okay, but no, like obviously I've watched every WrestleMania. It's always exciting leading into it, but I will say WrestleMania 29 uh, with uh, Rock versus Cena only because when that happened, I was in <laughs> I was in Afghanistan when that happened, like literally sitting in the desert in a in a little med uh, bay, and I had kind of put wrestling behind me back then. I was focused on being a soldier. And, um, but to see everyone, like, cause people brought it up to me, like, Hey, Elliot, did you see, uh, rock and rocks coming back to Russell Cena? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I turn on the TV and start watching like, Oh, that's good. That's, that's good build. And to see all my fellow soldiers who obviously when they all eventually found out I used to be a wrestler, they all eventually found out, went back to the old YouTubes, but to see them actually come together and get excited for wrestling while we're sitting in the middle of a desert in a war zone and to watch how that show came together and how they built that match and there we all sat there to watch that match when it happened and i think it was like maybe like you know nine ten at night there was like seven eight in the morning over there it was just a cool feeling and it brought me back to like okay this is i remember i remember why i loved wrestling now so i would say that was my favorite wrestling movie. yeah no that's awesome that's a really that's a really good answer that's a good story for sure so, so it's it's true that the wwe just shows it to uh to, yeah, the uh, Armed Forces the Network. We get everything free. <laughs> Armed Forces Network. That was that was the one thing about being a soldier. We had UFC matches came on over there free. WWE pay per views came over there free. Uh, yeah, it was just it was like two channels over there. It was Fox News and then Air Force Network. I mean, Armed, <laughs> Armed Force Network. And yeah, you got we got to see all the pay per views for free. So that was definitely a pleasure over there. If you were happen to be on a fob or something like that, where you could get access to that. So yeah, because I remember back in the day they would always show like here's a camera shot of like here's 10 wrestlers sitting in a tent or 10 10 army dudes sitting in a tent watching wrestling and they're just like standing there saluting like boy this feels maybe not real but i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm happy to hear that the wwe really did give that no they guys. do that i i was there they visited our fought one time i was out there it was like miss man and and um our truth and one of the divas i missed it i was out on a mission but they they come out there they they risk they risk life and limb to come say hi, and people really enjoy it. It's excitement. Even people that aren't into wrestling, they're just like, oh, someone famous came to say hi. That's cool. You know? Yeah. So. No, that's awesome. So, well, the, uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out our WrestleMania 29 episode, you should listen in. I've, if I had known, uh, we could have asked you to watch that one with us, and then you could have shared your, your perspective along with it. So, <laughs> but, yeah, very nice. Well, um, again, Richard, do you have any other uh, questions for the reason? Uh, the only question I have is what's going to happen to that dude in the front row with the bullhorn when Logan <laughs> gives it up? Like, what's that guy going to do? He, his, his single purpose in life seems to be just to tell Logan that he sucks through a megaphone. Like, no, I don't. I don't know that guy. He's going to have to find somebody else to go after. But um, <laughs> we'll definitely make it worth his while while he's still there. And uh, are you guys coming up to the? So you're you're in the area, right, Richard? In Northern Virginia, in that area, right now. I am. I'm going to try my best. the The hitch is that is my wife's birthday weekend. <laughs> it's Veterans Day too, so it's really interesting to see yeah. if people are going to like. Because I know most Veterans Day that Friday and Saturday, you know, people are going out, especially the veterans are going out for their free meals. But at the same time as like maybe you got something something free. So I don't know. I I asked that because and even you Tim, um, it's going to be. It's going to be a little bit of a different feel, I think, and I think it's going to be exciting to see that um, for that particular show. So, are yeah. you letting veterans in for free? 
Uh, I don't think we're doing that. We are doing uh, a discount okay. for veterans. Um, we'll have to That's talk good. to the big guys up at the office. But um, I, I did. I'm a veteran, so I did mention we should do something for veterans. We're still a small business. I don't know if we can do free. Yeah. But uh, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Rich, Richie can wear your Coast Guard hat and get your. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's a good idea to do in Northern Virginia. We so. told we tell that story on another episode. So you have to go back in the uh, back catalog and find it. It's back there somewhere. So, I definitely check it out. I've uh, listened to a couple of you guys. You know, you're good for the treadmill. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, so I'm, we're totally going to clip that part where you said I love all the WrestleManias. So. And then, <laughs> yeah. That's going to be our new uh, – we're going to put that on NPR. We're gonna, uh... That's fine. I'll make you pay for it next time I see you at show. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm a I'm a state employee, so I don't uh, I don't accept tickets or anything from Jerry. <laughs> He's like, you want you want tickets for this? I'm like, nope. I'm going to pay you. I don't need the governor crawling up my butt. Um, oh so, lord, yeah. But anyway, well, we do really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to talk with us on the show. And hey, uh, guys, I have fun. You know, all things aside, you know, for me being the reason, I really do appreciate you having me and um. And thank you very much. Yeah, you bet. And don't forget to check out the next VCW show, Nightmare on Granby Street, Saturday, October 7th at the Norfolk Masonic Temple. Bell time, 730. Tickets and info, vcwprowrestling.com. And, of course, the big VCW debut up in Alexandria, Virginia, at the Leonard Chick Armstrong Rec Rec Center, uh, Saturday, November 11th. Uh, Wheeler Yuta and Nyla Rose on that card. Um, You'll get to see The Reason. You'll get to see Logan. You'll get to see The Boar. You'll get to see... Brandon, you'll get to see all of our and old... And a few surprises, I'm telling you guys. And a few surprises. surprises. There you go. You heard it from the man. So, we're gonna... So what he's saying is Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan are gonna be there. It's gonna be the most American... <laughs> oh, wow. Wouldn't that ever. be something? <laughs> it's gonna be Iraq War 3. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this time, it's personal. Anyway. Well, we're signing off uh, for now. I'm Tim. I'm Rich. And we'll see you later, everybody. I love all the WrestleManias.